Hello, you radiant listener of the Yours Truly podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode 38. As always, thanks for tuning in, whether you've been here 38 times or whether this is your first time being here. I'm so glad that you're here hanging out with me. I'm Claire, but you probably already know that from the intro. So I don't know about where you live. I don't know where in this lovely world of ours you are, but in my world, I live in the southern part of Virginia, which is like really, really cold in the winter. Well, I won't say really cold. It's not as cold as like the north north, but it's still cold in the winter and it gets really, really hot in the summer, but of course not as hot as like the deep south. But right now when I'm recording this, it's the beginning of April. This is like the sweet spot with temperature. The window is open in my office. The birds are chirping. I still have to wear a million layers of sunscreen if I'm going to be outside for more than like 10 minutes. But hey, we're out there synthesizing some vitamin D. Everybody's in a better mood. Everything is just hustling and bustling out in the world when it's so beautiful like this. So hope you're having an amazing day wherever you are tuning in from. So today's episode of the Yours Truly podcast is another episode that is near and dear to my heart because it is another client spotlight episode. So if you've been hanging out with me, I believe it was two episodes ago, episode 36 of the pod is where I had my first client spotlight episode, my client whose name is David, who was so amazing and wonderful to give me a slice of his time to feature his story. And he was willing to walk through in more of an open setting, what he's been through in his relationship with food and what this journey back to his inner kid or back to his intuitive eating self gave him. So if you haven't listened to that episode. He rocked the socks off of it. I highly recommend you go back and listen to two episodes ago, but this episode is going to be similar in that we have another client spotlight episode. But before I get into introducing today's client, today's guest who also rocks the socks off of this episode, you know, if you've been here before that we always always, always. I decided this a couple of weeks ago at this point where I was starting to read some Facebook posts from our community and I was like, you know what? We're going to make this a weekly thing. So we are starting off today's episode super strong with a post from the Yours Truly Goal Slaying Facebook community. If you've been here before, you know that this is a private Facebook community that I host for not only my individualized clients, but also people who are just interested in learning more about intuitive eating and surrounding their bubble, for lack of a better term, with positive messages around food so that they can make progress in their own intuitive eating journey. So this post actually comes from today. It's something that I wrote in the community, which is something I... I I do. I post a lot in the community, but typically the ones that I feature on here are posts that my clients have written. But this one I really want to share because I think it holds a lot of value when we're talking about what else intuitive eating can give you that's more than just the food. So I'm going to read the post that I wrote and then a really insightful comment that I got from a current client of mine. So you get a little bit of the best of both worlds. It's like, if you ever listen to Hannah Montana, it's like, I'm not going to sing, but it's, you know, the best of both worlds song. (laughs) That's what you're going to get here. I actually almost started singing and I'm really glad I stopped myself because guys, I'm a dietitian. I'm trained to talk about food and the relationship to food, not trained to sing. So I'm going to, going to spare you on that one. But this post is one that I posted earlier this morning and it goes, let me clear my throat. Something I've talked with a few of you about on an individual level is the power of the intuitive eating journey 
is rather the power the intuitive eating journey has to improve more than just your relationship with food and yourself. Yeah, these are big, pretty amazing benefits, but think of all of the other things that could improve in your life if your mental energy was less tied up in anxiety towards food, your appearance, exercise habits, etc. When you regain your confidence in your ability to eat intuitively, you gain your whole life back. And this could mean so many things. It can mean a more focused career, building your dream, having an awesome family life, or even connecting with the most important people in your life on a deeper level. I'm reminded of this today as parentheses, sappy moment alert. I celebrate two years with a fella you see in the photos below. What you also see is some of the yummy food that we have shared together. And since you can't see the post, it has a picture of me, my boyfriend Aiden, and a slew of the yummy food that we have eaten over our, over our time dating. The post continues and it says, one of our shared values is, yep, you guessed it, food. If I hadn't done the work to create a happy and a free relationship with food that I have now, our relationship wouldn't exist as it does currently. So tell me, Goal Slayer, what is one thing that continuing to improve your relationship with food will do for your life? So the purpose of this post was obviously to make it evident that when you start your intuitive eating journey and when you regain confidence in your ability to eat intuitively without all of that diet culture negativity that is everywhere else in this world, of course, it makes sense that your relationship with food is going to improve, but that's not all that's going to improve. When you free up the mental energy that was once taken by negativity towards food, by restricting food, by worrying about how you look and you know not feeling great because you're always restricting and dieting down and whatever it may be, the mental energy that you are afforded goes to improve everything else in your life. Something I tell my clients all the time is that nothing in this journey will improve in isolation. You working on your relationship with food isn't going to stay in that pretty little container. You're not just going to be like, oh my gosh, I have so much fun with food now. That sense of ease and that sense of joy is going to show up in other areas of your life. It's going to give you more space and motivation to do stuff in your career and your family and in your relationships, like I said. So don't reduce intuitive eating to just the improvements that it's going to give you in your relationship with food. Make it bigger, right? The client who I'm going to read the comment here in a second about what they wrote, one of the conversations that we have had multiple times together is, making the thought of recovering from negative or disordered patterns of eating, make that thought bigger than yourself. Make it bigger than the food. And when you kind of envision the whole life, the whole lifestyle that you will be able to step into with this freed up mental energy, you have so much more motivation to push through the times in the intuitive eating journey that are really tough and that are inevitable. So making recovery or making the betterment of your relationship with food bigger than just the food, bigger than just your relationship with yourself. So the comment that I want to read, like I tell you, like I told you, comes from a current client and they write, this has allowed me to achieve new heights. Claire knows that I'm not usually one to toot my own horn, but this is the picture of me over the weekend at my future grad school, UNC Chapel Hill. Not only did I get into the number one public school of public health in the country with the entire first year basically paid for, but I did that while battling an eating disorder for over eight years. In the past five months that I've been working with Claire, I've seen how much potential I have and how much more enjoyable life is when I let food just be that. 
food and nothing more. I've been able to achieve more than I ever thought was possible over these past few months. I guess what I'm trying to say is that if I can get into UNC while battling an ED, I can't wait to see where I can do what I can do in grad school with a healthy relationship with food. And there's a picture him at UNC. So that's an amazing piece of feedback that I got that really demonstrates that, yeah, intuitive eating is about the food, but it's also about the entire life, the entire sense of mental freedom and mental energy that you are going to get back by committing to this path. So this is the point in the episode where I shamelessly plug for the Yours Truly Goal Slayers Facebook community. If you want to join us, this is your open invitation. The community is open. It is free to join. Well, It's not open because it is a private community and there is an application to join, but there's no fee associated with it. It's totally free and it's a way for you to get more information. We do tips, trainings, live videos, things like that. And like I said, all of my one-on-one clients post takeaways from their call. So if you're trying to say like, hey, what does intuitive eating mean to other people? What are they learning on their journey? And how can I learn from this community? this is the place for you to hang out. So if you would like to join our community on Facebook, you can search the Yours Truly Goal Slayers and you can request to join and then I will send you the application so that I can get to know a little bit more about you and I can ensure that this community stays the best place on the internet. You can also search me on Instagram. My name is at Claire Tuning. You can click the link in my bio and the link to the application can also be found there. So fill out the application and we will see you there. But without further ado, today's podcast is going to be another incredible client spotlight like I alluded to a couple of moments ago. This client is one who I have been working with going on about four months now and I could not be more proud of her progress. As she will tell you and as she will introduce herself, her name is Marissa. She comes from one of those states where I was alluding to in the beginning that is much colder than it is here in Virginia and she has a really awesome job that she was cool enough to share a little bit about and it's something that really makes her come alive. So Marissa, I want to give a personal thank you and shout out to you because I know you're a listener of the podcast. And since you're a guest on the podcast, I know you will be listening here. So thank you so much for volunteering your time to come on the podcast, to be open enough to share a little bit about your story. And in return, hopefully have someone else who has maybe been in your same shoes, resonate with your message and start to get out of that place from your willingness to share. So to Marissa and to everyone else listening to the podcast, I hope you enjoy and uh, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Yours Julie podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go.
Hello, welcome to the Yours Julie podcast. I have a guest on the other end of the line who's giggling right now because I think she's probably heard me say that intro many times when she has been listening, but now she's on the show. So this is one of my amazing, lovely current clients named Marissa, who has volunteered her time to come on the show and talk with us today. So hey, Marissa, how are you feeling today? Hey, Claire, I'm doing well. I, I just love your your reaction when I started going into my spiel. You just kind of like giggled and I was like, keep it together, Claire. Like you can't laugh because she's laughing. But um, tell everyone who's listening because I know that you live in a very cold part of the country, but tell everybody who's listening maybe where you're from and just a little bit about you, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, um, so I'm from Minnesota, and I'm so excited um, <laughs> that the snow is finally melting. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I do natural resource management for my job, and so I've been I've been working in this weather quite a bit, and it's exciting that it's warming up and spring is on its way. I know, I know, and it's been a cool experience working with you because I get to learn a little bit about what you do. And it's like definitely not like a lot of other jobs that I've heard other people doing, right? Cause you work outside and like, even in here in Virginia a month or two ago, even some days now it's still like frigid. I would be thinking like, Oh my word. Like <laughs> Marissa has to work outside today. She's all the way up in Minnesota. Like I don't know how she does it, but you're here to tell the story. And whenever you talk about it, I feel like you come alive a little bit. So it's, it's good to know that you like it and like your career in that way. So kind of along the lines of your story here and what you do, I want to ask, how did you and I come into contact? How did we connect? Because I know how we connected, but I, I want to hear your side of the story as to kind of how we came to know each other. Right. So um, I... Um, started listening to podcasts by Stephanie Schultz, who does a program called Courageously Confident. And I've been following that for a while and participating in her groups. And so, yeah, one time she had a series of um, podcasts with different people coming from different sides of the nutrition world. Um, some really looking at macros, some looking at gut health. Um, and then there was Claire coming in with intuitive eating. And I remember listening to the first two and like, okay, yeah, that's <laughs> like, those are like a nice first approach. or like would work for some people. Um, that's like, oh, like not really what I want. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I listened to yours, um, a year interview with Steph. And I was like, oh yes, like that is what I need. Like you just like straight out said like numbers <laughs> do not work for me. And I was like, oh, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, of course, just like your, your message in general and, um, yeah, it just really clicked with me. So I went onto your website and filled out an application and reached out from there. And here we are, right? Here we are four, five months later. It's It's been a minute since that, <laughs> but I, I love Steph and the stuff that she does and hearing about the Courageously Confident community and kind of seeing what you do there and how that really fits into our Move Freely component of the program is so cool to know that um, these programs are kind of complementary to each other. So I think that's really cool about what you said too. It's like, I was listening to information on different nutrition experts in different areas of the field on a podcast. And that's why I love information, right? That like, I love podcasts. I love books, 
But sometimes what you hear may be like, okay, cool. Like that works for them. Right. But that doesn't really resonate with me. Right. So when you find a message and you find like tidbits of the message where you're just sitting back going like, yes, that's me. Like, that's what I believe in that. I think it's really cool to be able to, to connect with the person on the other end of the line, which is why I'm glad you're here. So you, you made a comment like, okay, you filled out an application, you went to the website, but what I want to know kind of in this in between phase of, oh, I like this message. This resonates with me. What kind of drove you to reach out for help or to fill out that application? What was kind of the lead up in saying, I want to learn more about this type of nutrition, AKA intuitive eating. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I was definitely in a weird, um, moment. Um, I don't know, with just how I was eating, I felt like for a month, <laughs> I just kind of stopped caring. Um, or I, I just felt really stressed out around food all the time. And, um, I don't know, felt a little like out of, not like out of control, but like I didn't, I don't know, like I was giving my power away, I guess, as yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would say now. Um, and like, oh, like all this, I don't know, being surrounded by all this food that I wasn't sure if I wanted to eat or not, or, and then eating too much of it and feeling really crummy and just all that basically coming down to like, I don't like how I'm treating myself right now. Um, uh, yeah, and just, um, then yeah I I don't know um your message just really stood out as something that would be helpful I guess um yeah I uh just so I was feeling stuck and um (laughs) (laughs) no yeah I know I totally know how you feel and I, I love that you kind of brought in something that we say a lot is like I feel like I was giving my power away, right? Like I feel like I was kind of in this relationship with food where, you know, I didn't necessarily know where to turn and, you know, there was all this food and some of it made me feel crummy. And like, I, you know, I didn't know how, how much of it I needed to eat. And I felt like the relationship that I had was kind of taking control in a negative way over my mindset. Like that's kind of what I feel like we've worked on so far. Would you agree that kind of like that's where you felt like you were? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I want to know, kind of spinning off of that and saying like, okay, I don't want to give my power up to food anymore. And I want to learn how to eat in a way that doesn't involve numbers, but still allows me to feel like the best version of myself and being able to, you know, go into the gym and do your move freely practice and and feel so great about it. How, or what is, and I know this is a loaded question, right? Anytime that someone leads into a question with like, what is the biggest? I always get like really freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, like, how am I going to pick just one? Right. But what is maybe one of the lessons that has stood out the most to you in our work together? And I know we've, we've done a lot of stuff, right. But just kind of looking 10,000 foot view, like one of the things that you feel like we have been working on or that we've gone over that has helped you not feel so stuck and start to get out of that relationship with food that you were in when we first started working together. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely hard to just choose one. <laughs> um, I know, right? It's like, Claire, well, how do you, how dare you make me do this? <laughs> um, uh, but I, hmm. 
I think, um, I don't know, one that's really standing out to me right now is that, um, well, one, it's like not, I don't know, uh, maybe not as big of a deal as it always felt, um, that, that, um, oh, um, um, <laughs> I know it's like, there's, it's like, oh my God, so many. Yeah, there's it's like five head. things floating around right now. Um, yeah, I think, okay, so one, one big thing that we talked about a lot was, um, <laughs> like my relationship with like stereotypical like sweet foods and desserts and all the emotions that were tied um tied with those and feeling like a mix of I shouldn't be eating those um but I want them but also I <laughs> there are a lot of times where I really don't want to be eating them but I do um <laughs> and, and just I don't know, yeah getting stuck there and um and it's kind of revealed that there's just like a huge scarcity mindset around like that food and certain foods in general. Um, and I don't know, like I remember journaling one time and being like, I feel like someone's trying to like take these foods away from me or something like that with the food rules um, of diet culture and stuff. And so I was clinging on them um, so tightly, but then most recently we talked about <laughs> like how I kind of interestingly, I was um, keeping foods that I liked the most from myself and how I wasn't allowing myself to eat um, like fruit, which <laughs> is just ironic. Um, and um, yeah, because of just, I don't know, weird rules that I made up for myself that I didn't even really realize that I had. Um, and and so it's like, <laughs> I don't know, that it wasn't any, I don't know, like obviously like there's this like kind of pervasive culture around like how we should eat food, but a lot of it was just limitations I put on myself um, and, and figuring out like what those are and... Um, how to just allow myself to eat the food that I want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think kind of that last statement that you said, like getting to a place where I can allow myself to eat the food that I want to eat, like an outsider can look at that statement and be like, what's the issue, right? So easy, (laughs) just eat the food that you want. But I think one thing that you and I have really discovered is that we live, and you said this very beautifully, like all of the food rules that had control over your mind, right? We live so caught up in so many food rules that we may not consciously realize until we do the self-work that intuitive eating requires of us, right? To start asking these questions of, well, why do I want to eat that? Or why am I keeping these foods for myself? Or why do I have this scarcity mindset around food instead of what a lot of, you know, diets or tracking things that we were talking about earlier, what they would say is like, oh, you know, eat the food, track it in the app, like, you know, check off the boxes and then move on because this is what you quote should do. Right. But I think the really beautiful thing with intuitive eating that we've been talking about, and you know, just as well as I do that it's like 
the hard way, right? Because instead of just saying like, this is what you should do and what you shouldn't do, you know, track this and, you know, don't do that. It really is saying, well, well, why, right? How can you kind of ask yourself why certain patterns are happening around food or kind of digging back and figuring out, well, why do I act this way around certain foods and not placing the blame on yourself really, but starting to just get a little bit of awareness as to why that happens. So that coming back to your very first point, right? Is that you don't have to live under the thumb of those rules, right? You don't have to give up your power, which is something that I think you've seen glimpses of, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like I had this great experience with food and like, I felt like I was the one in control, right? So it's something that is a constant work in progress. And I mean, would you agree with me when I say it's like, it's hard stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah. I remember, you know, just like, (laughs) um, saying like, yes, I'm going to work with Claire and this is going to be great. And just kind of having this perspective of me just being like, I don't know, just like going through and I'm going to learn how to eat intuitively. It's going to be great. And then (laughs) just like, I don't know, just like every day, like, um, doing all these reflections and looking back and there's <laughs> been some really hard moments and so like um being like I don't uh, I don't know just yeah like <laughs> finding out some things about myself that I like um maybe didn't really want to know <laughs> right right <laughs> um, right or like didn't really realize were true um and like oh that's what was going on the whole time and I don't know just like just yeah yeah it's it's like a lot harder than you think it will be but it's so worth it and I think like one of the greatest like strengths of um of this thing is the freedom with it um but but that's also hard too because I have to decide and (laughs) right right um yeah and like figure out like okay did that serve me or not um but ultimately I think yeah that um, leads me to a better place than having someone just tell me how to eat. Yeah. Uh, and I think what you touched on, like, it is hard to ask those questions and figure out like, did that serve me? Did that help me to feel good and strong in my own body and good mentally? Right. And kind of having to figure that out on your own. I, I like to phrase it, you know, walking hand in hand with someone, right. Cause you're not alone, right. We work collaboratively. We even have a team that's like so amazing, but at the end of the day, you're really the only one who can make those decisions for yourself, right? And something that I think is so important about intuitive eating and when you and I are working together, when I'm working with anyone else, it's like, I want this to be the last stop, right? Like I want you guys to be able to work to a place where you feel back in touch with your inner intuitive eater that has always existed, right? But she may have just gotten a little silenced over the years. Like I want you to be so confident in getting back in touch with her that after you've done all of this hard work, right? And it's not like a journey with a destination, right? You're not just going to get to this one day that's like, bing, I feel confident. Like here I am, right? But you will get to a place where that voice is louder. And I think that is really the only way where you can have that lasting relationship with food and nutrition in a positive way that isn't built on, well, I got to buy this plan and have someone tell me exactly what to do. Or, you know, I just, this is just the way it is and I have to feel negative, right? So I think what you're bringing up so beautifully is it's hard work and you may discover some things about yourself that you're like, I didn't even know that was there, right? And there's a lot of self-discovery and a lot of digging, but at the end of the day, it is something that's very rewarding because your relationship with food, right, is the one that you 
fine multiple times a day, right? And if that's not in a happy place, then it's going to be hard for us to be happy on the back end. So what I want to know from you, kind of since we're talking about being reflective and having to ask a lot of questions, and it can be hard sometimes, is if you could tell something to your past self, like the Marissa that's sitting here now, three, four months into this journey, what would you tell the Marissa that maybe was in the thick of just having a negative relationship with food? Like what's one piece of advice, friendly advice that you could offer that past version of yourself? Um, um, <laughs> I think this is uh, the hardest one um, for me because I, I mean, yeah, um, like, honestly, there are a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know, like, have I, (laughs) have I actually, like, learned that much, like, that I can, like, (laughs) I'm actually wiser to be able to tell myself uh, (laughs) something different, Um, but I, I think just, um, oh, I don't know. I just the idea that like it's okay. Um, I love that. That, um, <laughs> that I'm struggling with this, or that um, I don't know that there are like ups and downs and things, and that's just kind of like a natural, like full of life. Um, I think, and I think the biggest thing is. Um, kind of the gentle side of gentle nutrition and um, just the mindset behind it. And um, because, because food can really be a, a form of, of self-care and self-love. And I don't know. So it's like not something that I want at the end of the day to be a reason I can beat myself up you know I want it to come from like a a positive place or like if I don't know if I ate something and now I feel uncomfortable about it like (laughs) that shouldn't ultimately reflect on um, I don't know like who I am as a person or something right like it's kind of taking the morals out of out of food and and just approaching myself a little bit more more grace and patience Yeah. And I think the thing that you said about removing the morals from food, I think in the process of learning to do that is how you step into the side of gentle nutrition, where you give yourself that space, right? Because if you use all these moralizing terms with food, you're literally like arming yourself with weapons to use against you, right? And I think if you can kind of disarm that conversation, and step into a place where you can be more gentle in how you speak to yourself about food, you can move forward at a much more effective pace, right? Something that you and I have talked about before. It's like, we wrap so much up in food, right? All of us have experienced food guilt, but like, have you ever gone to bed on a day where you just like felt so guilty about something and woken up the next morning and being like, I felt so guilty yesterday. I'm going to crush it today. Like, no, right. Guilt doesn't 
bring good feelings to make us better for the next day. And I think learning to be gentle with yourself and remove some of that guilt is such an important step in this journey. And also being able to pat yourself on the back, right? So the thing that you said, which I love how honest you were, you're like, you know, even though I I feel in some ways that I'm making progress, but I'm still kind of sitting here saying, am I wiser enough to tell my past self something? I think we can so easily get into this route of like beating ourselves up because we're not there yet, or we're not there as fast as we wanted to be, or everything's not perfect, right? Everyone falls into this trap. But I think the thing that you did in this journey so well that, and I'm just going to share briefly is you made a document to look back on all of the things that you've been through throughout these past three months in order to kind of see from a more objective perspective what you have improved on and what your trends were. So kind of, so we're not totally in like an an insider's conversation here. I'm going to speak to the audience here and say, when my clients are working with me, we work on a HIPAA compliant app called Healthy, which is, how would you describe Healthy? I describe it as like a file cabinet or just like an online journal in a way. How would you describe Healthy? Yeah, I definitely relate to it as like an online journal. Um, I can put in little entries about um, yeah, my, my food intake for the day and, um, like, yeah, uh, capturing those move freely moments as well as just asking you general questions. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, literally like a journal where you can put food and move freely entries and things like that. And why I love it are people who use it regularly enough, like you do, it saves all of the content that you've put there. So if you're ever kind of sitting in a place, like you just said, it's like, well, am I wiser? Like, can I tell my old self anything? You can do exactly what you did, which I've never had anyone do it before. And I think it's so smart what you did. Cause you're like, I'm going to look back through, and she did this on her own, by the way, did not ask her to do that. I'm going to look back through all of these entries and write down what foods I really enjoyed, right? Or helpful tidbits from Claire or themes that I've seen in my own behavior so that I know moving forward, what we need to target, right? So I think anyone listening who maybe resonates with what you just said of like, I'm on this journey, but you know, I'm being so hard on myself and I don't know if I can see or feel my progress yet. Having something to kind of look back on and reflect so that you can see from that objective perspective of look at all the food that I ate that I realized I actually enjoyed, or like look at what I was maybe impairing myself from doing that I need to get better at, or look at what Claire said to me five, 10 times. And like, it finally makes sense now, right? Because I'm reading it in a different way. So I want to applaud you for doing that. And I kind of want to get your take on through doing that. Do you feel like you were kind of able to get a better grip on the reflective part of this journey and kind of see trends that were coming up like how was that helpful oh yeah I mean it definitely validated um (laughs) I don't know just like having written documents of like how I felt on certain days because I don't know sometimes I get like stuck in the mood where it's like I've only ever felt happy because that's what I'm (laughs) feeling right now (laughs) And, and so it's like all right like what actually like happened um and when we're like the really high moments and or the low moments and yeah what are kind of these common themes popping up um and I mean definitely the best part was just looking at <laughs> all the awesome food I ate and oh, yeah. being able to uh, celebrate that and make a note to myself like all right bring those foods back um 
but no, yeah, it was, um, it was just so interesting to, um, I don't know, kind of find the common places where I kept getting stuck or being like, oh yeah, like as you said that you would tell me things like <laughs> multiple times and like, oh, and these are the different ways so they kind of show up differently each time and there's a different way to approach them, but it's all kind of the same thing um, or like reason for why it's happening. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, oh, it was really good and I'm glad I did it. It's really, it's like using yourself as your own science study, <laughs> like your own science yeah. experiment, right? What do you think is so cool? And the, I love too, that you looked back on like, what food did I actually enjoy? Because something we talk about in gentle nutrition is like, how can I eat more of what I enjoy and how can I figure out what I enjoy and not just what I should eat, right? So now you kind of have a list, right? That can help inform like, I'm going to the grocery store. Like, what are some things I really enjoy over these past three months of data, right? And it's like, oh yeah, X, Y, and Z. So I think that's amazing. And anyone who's listening, if you have a journal or something that you can keep track of kind of how you're feeling so you can kind of view your progress more objectively is, is really amazing. So what I want to ask you now, second to last question, Marissa, you've been so great. Um, so one thing we talk about here a lot is obviously approaching nutrition from a gentle perspective and learning how to eat intuitively, which I think for a lot of people like yourself, before you reached out, you're like, that seems like a great idea, right? I want to try that too. But I think where a lot of people, and I don't want to say go wrong, but they don't get to the place that you are at right now is because something gets in the way. It's the, maybe the fear of starting this new journey, or it's the fear of finding help. Um, what advice, if any, would you have for someone who's sitting in a place like you were three months ago and wanting to figure out more about this journey, but doesn't know how to start, or maybe is fearful to start? What kind of words of encouragement could you offer? Hmm. Well, my first thought is, like, don't be intimidated by the fact that we just talked about, like, how hard it is. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because it's, it's uh, like, it's it's so good and worth it. It's, it's just one of the things where it just takes a lot, maybe more time or, I don't know, or it's a lot more emotional than you, like, realize it's going to be. Um, but, it, like, I don't know, like, true growth doesn't come from someone just, like, handing a plan um to you like it's something that like you like you really have to do like the inner work on yourself and that's like where you actually um like get better and like and own it yourself it's not not just because someone like told you to it's yours um and so I think like the biggest thing is if you're thinking about doing this <laughs> like that's a really good sign um that like that it could benefit you and if you and if you think it could but you're afraid about spending the money or doing something that you don't know if other people are really doing it um or yeah just new experiences in general and you know like is it going to be worth it um I, yeah and I, I know sometimes I get to that part where I'm like oh I just need like external validation for this like but I, I really want to do it it's like well okay here is your permission slip um yeah. like if you think it's going to be worth it like you are worth it and so like absolutely take chances to invest in yourself 
Oh, I love mic drop. You are worth it. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> you are right. worth it. And I love that you said the, the virtual permission slip because I think so often, like how messed up is it? Like for something that's so personal and like this internal journey that you and I were talking about, sometimes we still feel like we need that external permission slip or validation in order to do that for ourselves. But at the end of the day, all that it really comes down to, and I know you're going to love this and I'm stealing your line. I'm quoting you. I'm going to quote you. I am a person of value and I promise to treat myself like that. Right. And I know I didn't say the exact same wording that you did, but you've said this in our Facebook community and our Slack community. And I couldn't believe that to be more true for everybody. Right. And I think having that sense of value and being able to validate it internally rather than seeking those external validations mm -hmm. is like something that is so key in this journey. So that was wonderful advice. And I also like to, it's like, don't be afraid that we said it was really hard, right? Because like you said, <laughs> that true growth that people are going to receive from unlearning a lot of stuff about nutrition and then relearning what it may mean for them in a more positive sense, it's tough, but that's where true, gro true growth happens. And you can't really do that if someone just hands it to you. So that was wonderful advice, all of it. I'm just going to like hashtag retweet everything that you said, but my last question for you here today, Marissa, which is the same question that I ask all of my podcast guests. So I know that you know it's coming because you're an avid listener and great supporter of the audience. But we talk here about gentle nutrition, intuitive eating, and how to live in a way like you just mentioned that is gentle and kind towards yourself. So what I want to know from you is what are you currently doing in your daily life to live more gently with yourself and give yourself that space. Oof. Um, and this is like beyond food or it could anything like anything. across okay. the board, anything you wanted, anything you want to say, you can have the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my biggest thing is, especially lately I'm just trying to be really intentional with it is just reaching out to uh the people who matter most to me um just yeah connecting with friends and family and setting up uh times for uh phone calls or I just visited my sister um I don't know like those are the things that like ultimately at, at the end of the day um and just fill me with so much joy and gratitude and like you know like that's right like there's always <laughs> so much bigger things um than just like oh am I eating like how I like how I want to be or like am I exercising as much as I said I would like like those things are awesome and definitely like my forms of like therapy and um and just like you know like how we <laughs> treat our bodies because that's always with us um but like what I don't know adds life to my my days is yeah just really being with the people that I, I love mm. they fill your cup so you can fill your cup and vice versa it, it kind of reminds me of, of one of my favorite sayings is like your quote air quote here diet is so much more than just what you eat right which is exactly what you just said you're like sure, what you eat can be important, how you eat can be important, how you move your body can be important, but that's not the totality of your health, right? It really is 
everything that you consume and spend your time doing. So for someone like you, spending time with your family and your friends and people who matter to you light you up, like that's going to be a huge indicator of bad health if you don't have that, right? So taking the time to live in a way that allows you to connect and be gently with, or live gently, there we go, with yourself in that way. I think it's absolutely incredible and can't wait to see more pics, hopefully, of your awesome trip that you just went on. So Marissa, I want to thank you for spending some time with us here today on the Yours Truly podcast. Thank you for your time. I know you didn't have to come on here today, but you volunteered. You took on the challenge of the first podcast interview ever. So I want to thank you for your time. Anything else you have to say to the audience before we kind of sign off here and do our final final call? Nope, I think that's it. Ah, perfect. Well, you did beautifully. And if any of you guys here, I'm like looking at my mic now because I feel like everyone who is listening is in my microphone. If you guys who are listening found anything valuable in this episode, hearing some of Marissa's stories, her takeaways, and her pieces of advice to you on your intuitive living and intuitive eating journey, please do not hesitate to leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review, telling the both of us what you learned from her story from this episode. And if you think anyone in your life could benefit from hearing what we talked about today, don't hesitate to either tap the three dots at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen to share the podcast if you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever we're going to call that. Or you can take a screenshot of what you're listening to now and post it on your social media channel. But without further ado, we have so much gratitude for you guys. And uh, that's all we have. So yours truly, Claire and Marissa. That is a wrap for us here on the Yours Truly Podcast, episode 38. As always, I am truly grateful that you took some time out of your day to hang out with us here on the pod and learn a little bit more about intuitive eating. So if anything in this message resonated with you, even a little teensy-weensy bit, please feel free to share this message with someone who needs to hear it. You can take a screenshot on whatever listening platform you are tuning into right now. You can post that on your social media story or anywhere you find If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, it is really easy to get a shareable link to this episode to send out to whoever you would like by tapping the three little dots in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen and pressing share. Now, lastly, if you have shared the podcast, if you've been tuning into the podcast, and even if you're a member of the Yours Truly Goal Slaying Facebook community on Instagram, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and you are looking for a more one-on-one, hands-on approach to accelerate your intuitive eating journey, you can find the link to my private coaching application that Marissa mentioned actually in this episode in a couple of different locations. You can find it in the link on my bio on Instagram at Claire Tuning. You can also find that through my website, www.clairetuning.com. And you can also get a link to that if you simply message me on any of those platforms and ask for the application. I would absolutely love to get the chance to connect with you on a more individual level and see if we could work together to get to your goals with intuitive eating so that, like I said at the beginning, you can get your life back. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and we will see you back here next week.